Welcome everyone. We're excited to share some country wisdom with you. King Solomon had a thing or two to say about the path to wisdom. In Proverbs 4, he wrote, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Keep straight the path of your feet and all your ways will be sure. Join us now for Country Wisdom. You know, Jay, right now while I'm talking, I hope the camera is focused on that t-shirt because that t-shirt really says it all. Saved by Jesus and an organ donor. You're here today by a miracle and uh, I don't think- More than one. More than one, yeah, more than one. So we'd like to hear that story today and we'll just let you kind of take it. Uh... Well, I appreciate the opportunity uh, to tell you, you know, my life and how it transpired, particularly over the last five months in a dramatic way, but in a real positive way. Um, the Lord is good. Um, I shouldn't be here. I should have died more than once. And uh, I'm very grateful that God saw through a bigger purpose because what transpired uh, starting back in March of this year um, culminated to a new heart. Uh, physical new heart and uh, I'm very grateful very grateful to be here today talking to you guys we're uh, grateful for that too and Janice maybe tell them why we're so far apart right here. we purposely <laughs> are outdoors and far more separate from you usually whoever we're talking to is right nearby but we don't want to do anything to compromise you because you're still in some ways in precarious health in that your immune system, you have to be given time to recover from this and to make sure nothing's going to reject that heart. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. That's just part of the process. Um, you have some rules you have to go by, but in the long run, once you get through this first year, you're home free. And I wanna say that my new heart, I've had no rejection. I've had eight biopsies, I do another one, and Lord is blessing me. And uh, he handpicked this heart. And I want to tell you that story of how it all come, uh, transpired. Yeah, briefly, what led up to your doctor saying, you know, here's your only choice. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I was, I was given a gene that is um, very much a dangerous gene, which I didn't know about it. Um, obviously, I, I have some family history. My grandfather, uh, his brothers, um, my uncle, my mom. Um, you know, she, she died of congestive heart failure, and, and then it all culminated uh, back uh, when I was 45, so that's been 11 years ago, that this gene started to kind of react, not knowing, you know, what it could culminate to. Um, you know, I got my first pacemaker uh, in 2011. Uh, that transpired to a defibrillator pacer in 2017. I've had multiple ablation surgeries try to fix this crazy genetic uh, rhythm issue and then in in March of this year uh, it started really culminating to you know react in a, in a negative way um, you know wasn't feeling the greatest decided to go into the ER um, and what I was glad I did because I was in uh, sustained ventricular attack which is a very dangerous rhythm and 
they got me stable. Uh, I remember that early morning, my cardiologist coming in, and I guess I was taking a real turn for the worst. But uh, my life was saved then. Um, but I didn't think it was going to be saved because of the way I was feeling. And I could see in the doctor's eyes it was not a good situation. Uh, in that moment, I basically said my peace with the Lord. I, I said, you know, Lord, I love you. I want to be with you in heaven, and I want I ask for forgiveness of sins. I said, but, you know, if you want me to still be here on this earth, then you're going to have a purpose. Jay, if I can, I'm going to leave you right at that moment. Let's go back to previous history. Were you a Christian? Uh, did you love God? What was your spiritual life like? Kind of unpack some of that for us, if you would. Yeah, I've, I've grown up a Christian my whole life. I went to Christian education. Um, I've, you know, had a good family upbringing. Um, we, we, you know, we had worships in our family. But to be honest, I wasn't on fire for the Lord. I was considered what you, what you would call the Laodicea church, but the Laodicea person, lukewarm. And, you know, that's not the way to be, you know. You, you're not, you really can't go through life doing that as a Christian up front, but in, inside, are you, are you really in communication and do you have Christ in your life on a daily basis? Well, it, it, I think it took this experience that I'm talking to you about today to realize for me personally that there is, there's definitely a trust factor that you gotta have and you gotta trust in your Lord to give you a new heart spiritually every day. Um, you know, I've been gifted with a new heart uh, physically, but that spiritual aspect, it needs to be daily. And, and here's the deal. I didn't realize it until this whole experience that Christ gave his heart for us, right? And uh, ultimately it was death. So the reality is that gift of having a spiritual new heart is available for us every day. Now, not everybody gets a physical new heart that is in need of one. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. Um, you weren't on the list very long, were you? No, not at all. Um, you know, I got through that one situation in March, and it was doing okay. We ended up having a, a major, another major ablation that they, you know, they're trying to fix it because, you know, ultimately this, the last resort is. A, a brand new physical heart. I mean, that you don't want to go there, but if you, they're trying to do everything possible. Well, they thought it was successful with that procedure. Um, it ended up not working because um, on April 12th, I had a very traumatic, probably the most traumatic experience of my life. Uh, just here at the end of the driveway, I was actually going to rehab for my previous surgery, and my defibrillator decided to go off. Now, I'd never been shocked before. It always paced down this crazy rhythm. That's what it's designed to do. And all, you know, the pacer is an internal shocking system to shock it back in rhythm. You're supposed to go back in rhythm within a, one or two shocks. Is that something you really physically feel? Oh, or? absolutely. Absolutely. It knocks people down. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much in good shape otherwise, health-wise. I was in the car sitting down. The Lord blessed me without being on a on the highway because uh, it could have been very traumatic and experience and you know could have crashed. But anyway, I was at the end of the driveway. I got shocked for the first time. I knew what it was. You kind of black out. Came back in. Kept getting shocked. Woke my wife up from a dead sleep. It, it's very painful. Uh, and I said we got to get to the emergency because. I knew what was going to calm it down from the previous experience, and I, it's 
magic lidocaine. They call it rocket fuel for irregular rhythms. Uh, so we, my wife was had the spirit with her. She drove like cool as a cucumber. And I, we, I, I'm still, I got to interrupt you. So I'm still hung up on these shocks. And you know, you, you kind of just pass over it like, yeah, it's a, it's a hard deal. We've all seen medical shows <laughs> with the paddles, you know, and it, you come off the table and that's happening to you from the inside? Yes. That's what an internal defibrillator wow. device does. And it's a last resort because if you don't get that out of rhythm, then you could die instantly and, you know. And you're walking around and that's going on. It never Well, knows. yeah, uh, in the car, it, 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 all total, it went off 26 times. Now that is unheard of. The people at the emergency said, uh, we haven't seen this. You're, you're lucky to be here from that. Uh, it's just one of those things that that's a lot. I'll tell you right now, our doctor volunteer who's on the other camera, he's shaking his head, you know, <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> well, it was supposed to go off 21 more times, according to the, you know, the records, because they have all this in your device. It's a computer, and it, it didn't have the capacitor strength to do it. So I, I shouldn't have made it then. I mean, medically, that's number two, you know, in a period Second of, uh, yeah. The second time that you, you you've been you've been gifted. Well, the the next the next phase was okay. You know he he is not he's not well off. So I got transferred to Ascension St. Thomas Hospital up in Nashville, and they saw immediately that there wasn't many options, but they want to give you the options. And ultimately, the option was you're a good candidate for a heart transplant. And there was eight specialists that came in on that. Uh, that Wednesday morning, and that was uh, that was on April the 14th. I won't forget that day. And they're basically throwing a lot of stuff at you. Um, I didn't know how serious it really was because I can talk just like I'm talking to you and feel okay if I'm not in some crazy rhythm. But if you're in some crazy rhythm, it's 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 very serious. And so they saw all that, and I'm going. So so what do you? If you're in my shoes, what would you do? They said, you need a heart transplant. So that culminated to, okay, we're gonna move forward. I have no other option. And uh, they, you know, worked very closely. They, they said, you're gonna go in at a two. Now there's a scale of like one to six on a rating and a two's very high. I mean, you, you gotta get one pretty quickly. I, you know, knowing that now. And so they uh, went through some tests and, you know, I qualified to say, oh, you're a perfect candidate. Because I, I basically lived a good life. You know, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I, I've got good health standards. I just had a bum heart. And they saw all that. They said, and, and I'm fairly young, I'm 56, you know, and, and so there's... And going through this time, walk us through a little bit of your, your what's going on with you and the Lord. Well, uh, you know, I already saw that there was gifted of life and that he granted me purpose. So I, I, I'd been, I'd, I'd had a miracle happen on that first, first situation from the surgery they had in March. And that was a direct hand from God, um, basically coming in and, and giving healing immediately to what is called uh, uh, heart edema. Uh, cardiac edema. I've, I've experienced it before with another surgery, so it's it's drowning. And he, he healed me from that, and I felt the hand of God. 
The older I get, the more I realize that the years of this life are finite. You see, we are born with an incurable disease called death. It will happen to all of us unless the Lord comes soon. But this was not God's plan. This was the work of the devil. But our God has a plan that ends in eternal life for those who buy into his plan. I have a pamphlet here I'd like to offer you for free. Yes, free. Go to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org and request offer 111. You can live forever. So I already had some confidence, but look, I, I can't let you, you, you <laughs> blow past these I so fast. I was just about to stop <laughs> because ahead. earlier when you were giving us a brief rundown, there's a little bit more to that story about you feeling the hand of God. Yes. Yeah. So you've already felt the hand of God. You've, you've been, you, you've gone through a lot. Um, He's still not going to tell you. But we're, we're, we're still human, right? We're, we're, I'm still human. I, I've got nerves that, that this is, this is going to be, this is not a good ex, experience that's going to happen. There's a lot involved. There's rules you got to follow. Oh, my blood and, pressure is rising just and, having him talk and, about and, his and, heart And Jay, you out. can't get past us on this. We want to hear what went on. The hand of God, when you felt, you said you recognized it from yeah. a previous complication of surgery. Because I know the same God of the Bible is the same God today. He does mighty things. So you've got to unpack that story a little more for us. Okay. You said you were trying to decide whether to push that nurse's button. Yes. Well, I was in the hospital uh, coming out of surgery. I came out fine. Uh, I'll never forget it, it was uh, 12 o'clock at midnight and I'm wide awake and I felt this, this cardiac edema come on. Um, Uh-oh, I don't really want to deal with this because I know what that's about. The only way you can get it off is with a BiPAP if it gets really bad or, or surgically remove the fluid. So I'm like, man, I, I really, I, I, Lord, you can take this away. So I just really opened up and just in the hospital bed, my wife's just wore out sound asleep. So it's just, it's just me and God, really. And I said, look, you know, I, I don't, I, you know what's going on here, but you, you can you can take this away. And I'm going to ask you to take this away, and I'm going to go ahead and thank you for it. It's the positive way, which I went through in the late 70s. Uh, and then, you know, I said, thank you for doing this. And I want you to know that I very quickly I felt the hand of God coming in. Whatever you want to call it, a hand or a spirit. And it went right to that spot, and I'm telling you, it was gone. It's a miracle. I mean, that's a small miracle, but it gave me a lot of faith. And I feel like that little things like that in people's lives can sure give strength and give uh, clarity as, as you go through life. And we need to hear more of those little miracles. Well, thank you. It took us a little bit to pull it out of him, but we got it. Now, let's go back to uh, your, your number two on a list, maybe of yes. six. Go ahead. And... Yeah. So. To stay at a two, because I'm an electrical situation, they had, there's, a, there's a group that's called UNOS. It's the National Network for Organ Sharing. And they control you know, who is eligible for, 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 for organs, um, to make sure that it's the right person, it's the, everything that's good. And it, it, they're, you call it like the federal government of organ donor, but they're there to protect, okay? Um, the rule with, with electrical, uh, changed and they needed some some additional activity because I, I'd been put on this rocket fuel. I didn't have any activity sitting in the bed for so a certain So now you seem time. fine for the moment. For the moment, but yet, 
you're still being controlled by this med so you don't react because my heart was tired. It was irritated. It was done and they knew it, but we had to prove it to this group. You're just too stable now, basically. Too stable if you want to call it that. So they sent the head of the department in and he comes in and he's there to kind of get some activity by getting you angry, getting you riled up. <laughs> and you of course I didn't, you know, I didn't know what he was there for, but <laughs> you know, he's there to say, well, uh, we got a dilemma, Mr. Jones. You, you, we, we can't, you can't be on this drip for the rest of your life. And uh, you know, we got this situation and we all knew you need a heart, but you know, if we take and, and push, the, push the issue and get your heart, then they're gonna shut our program down because it's against their rule. And so I said, well, I don't want that. And I said, but you know, we might have to put an LVAD in, which is an artificial heart as a bridge. And, and, and we, we might have to, you know, do all this stuff. And I'm going, where in the world is this coming from? And I'm like, well, you know what, doc? I said, I said, my Lord's got the heart already picked out. And I said, if I have to go down to a six and I got to wait a year or whatever, then so be it because I trust in him. And I said, you know, I'm sorry, but you need to take me off this and let me walk, take me off this rocket field, walk down the hall and I'll give you ventricular attack because that's what this is all about, this rhythm. So your line is just pretty stable yet. He didn't get a rise out of you. No, he didn't, but he did out of my wife. My wife got really upset. So you're going to send him home to die. That upset me. I went from 80 to 280 just like that. And it was that serious. And I hear like a bunch of elephants coming down the hall with nurses and because it's going off, you know, they're seeing it. And hold him, hold back, hold back. He's fine, he's fine. And well, that's the, what they needed. That's what they needed to pass the test. But I really think I passed the test for my Lord because I gave him, gave him the, the glory and trust. But at the same time, I passed the test for the doc in the hospital. He came back in 10 minutes later, he goes, you're officially a two and you could get a heart tonight. So that was a big moment. So we, we, we transpired. I actually had some more episodes in the hospital. I did get shocked again. And they just finally just turned off the defibrillator. He said, well, he ain't doing any good. And why put him through that torture anymore? It still worked because I needed a, a pacer to run the heart, but because of a block situation. So it's, it's a messed up gene. It's a cursed gene. But I'll never forget on May the 4th, uh, my surgeon come in at seven in the morning. I said, you got a heart. He goes, yes, sir, we got one. It's a good one. Did your wife get to hear that? No, she wasn't there at that early in the morning. Okay. <laughs> they, they keep you up all night, you know, so <laughs> you're wide awake at seven in the morning when you're in the hospital. And he says, hey, uh, we, we could go into surgery by noon, so we're gonna be doing some things. We ended up getting delayed. They had weather issues. You got four hours and five minutes to get that organ from the, the, the recipient to you, and that's it, or it's no good. So there's time sensitivity. And to be able to match up a heart to the person, there's a lot involved. There, there's the, the blood type, there's the size, there's all this stuff. That's why they, they take lots of blood and do all these tests, because you gotta have that miracle to happen as well. So it ended up being the morning of the 5th at two in the morning, we had the surgery. And I'll never forget, I said, my one request is I wanna have prayer with the team and you, and we did that. 
And I'll never forget my last words before the surgery. I said, God speed with you. I'm wide awake. So I got your heart right here. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> it's there on ice. So uh, anyway, I, it was about five and a half hour surgery. I had about a two hour recovery. So I'm up at 11 in the morning and they're walking me to the chair. They said it was a record. I don't know. They said he's going to sleep all day. They called my wife. She had left. He said, he's up. <laughs> so the Lord already had plans to move forward, I guess. So, um, so anyway, had some complications after I got through those with my kidneys and I was released on the 20th of May. Uh, that was after 39 days of being in the hospital. I was about 21 days of be, being, being assessed that you needed a heart and only 13 days from the time I was officially on the list to get a heart. That's record speed. Because on the day I was released, the assistant to the surgeon, I said, man, I can't thank you guys enough. It's great staff. I mean, you have really taken care of me. And I said, you said we need to get a heart within four weeks. He goes, no, sir. He said, you had less than that. You had about a week to a week and a half left. So the Lord knew what the timing was. Wow. He got a good one. The surgeon said, it's a great heart. Uh, the only thing I know is that they, that's younger. It's 20 times better than the one I had. And they played soccer. So you <laughs> got some athletic, you know, wow. going for you there. So, um, you know, I'm thankful to be alive today because I wouldn't have if I had not been gifted from a donor, a re, uh, from a recipient, the gift of a new heart. And for God to intervene and work through the timing, I was at the right place at the right time with the right folks and everything lined up. I don't think that can happen unless it's intervention with what I've heard from previous recipients. I'm thankful to my family and everyone that prayed for me. I had about 4,000 people lifting up prayers. This got out. And that gave me strength too. Um, I have a promise that I used a lot in my life. It's, it's Isaiah 26.3, that shall keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. And that was a real strength for me getting through this episode. And it has been a strength for me throughout my life, but it particularly giving me peace, having a good attitude with what you're being dealt with. Um, my new heart is strong physically, but at the same time, there is the spiritual side of this. You know, I mentioned I was a lukewarm Christian. I'm not anymore. Um, you know, God has shown me what he can do for you and what he did for me physically, but on a spiritual note, he already died for my sins. He gave the gift of life 2,000 years ago. It's a gift for us each and every day. Now, we can take that gift for granted, just like we do every day of our lives. For, but I don't take this heart for granted that's physically given to me. I now don't take the gift of spiritual gift that God gave us by dying on the cross. He gave me life physically, but he gives me life spiritually. I think it's important, and what I'm doing now is a more uh, daily relationship with him that is through prayer, um, you know, through study, and just, we call it quiet time with him. 
to me that's the most important thing and I already know he's got a divine appointment for me and I ask for that every day. Uh, what is it you got in store for me? Because I shouldn't be here. You've allowed me to be here. Let's make the best of it. But let, let you take control of my life on a daily basis and I don't have to worry about it. Amen. Jay, we've got just a couple of minutes left. Well, actually probably less than that, but what would you share with the, the folks that are watching right now? I mean, you've experienced a lot of things. What would you share with them? What's important, the most important thing now? There's one thing that struck me, and I'll make it short so you have the rest of the time. You said you had inherited a cursed gene. And I thought we all have, every one of us has inherited a, a broken, twisted, bad heart except most of us don't realize it. It was brought front and center in your life. Most of us cruise through, tempted sometimes to think, hey, we're doing okay, I'm a good person. You know, God needs to bring in front of all of us every day the fact that we need a new heart. You were lucky in a way that, that you got to see it so clearly. Absolutely, I mean, it's, yeah, I guess it took going through I went through for me to open up and to realize that there's a big picture to this and uh, I if, if there's any one thing I could say to, to individuals is, is don't take life for granted have a relationship with Christ on a daily basis and I'm telling you your life will be it'll be fulfilled Amen. because I feel like my life's been fulfilled and I'll tell you there's two texts that is very interesting that relates to what I went through. Uh, the first one is Psalm 73, 26. My, my health may fail and my spirit may, may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. And then there's another one. It's equal 30, Ezekiel 36, 26. And I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you. I will take your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart amen. amen so he took the old physical stubborn tired heart away he gave me a new younger heart it's still used but in our heart spiritually can be stubborn at times too and that jay and we've kind of got to wrap it up and i want to tell the audience one of my favorite writers says take my heart lord for i cannot give it that should be the prayer of every one of us lord you take my heart. You change me. You make me into the new person, really just like Jay. Jay, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you. The older I get, the more I realize that the years of this life are finite. You see, we are born with an incurable disease called death. It will happen to all of us unless the Lord comes soon. But this was not God's plan. This was the work of the devil. But our God has a plan that ends in eternal life for those who buy into his plan. I have a pamphlet here I'd like to offer you for free. Yes, free. Go to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org and request offer 111. You can live forever. Thank you for watching. Join us again for another exciting country wisdom. See you next time. <laughs>